0: J.P. Morgan last week told its most senior sales and trading employees that they were required to turn to the office by September 21st. Workers and other functions are also being encouraged to return to a maximum building capacity of 50% in New York. This is the first indication, as I said, so what does that mean? How should we look at that? Uh, workforce needs, needs have changed and work patterns have shifted if we're to find success in the new reality, our approach to the physical office will need to evolve. We're going to look at two studies, one that was done by JLL, and then a piece of content that was created by Unispace. Um, we're going to really dig into what is the future of work and how have how needs changed. And to do that, who better to start with and who have the conversation with? My good friend, Phil Kirshner. Uh, Phil, Phil, great to have you here with Open Source Workplace Daily. It's great to have you. How are you doing? How was your summer? I-
1: I uh, agree. Summer is, uh, you know, as could be expected for anybody. Um, More than anything, I'm happy to be back in the city, uh, which I was out of for a few months, um, in in part to get out of the city and in part because I didn't have a home here. (laughs) Uh, Renovations in the house I was trying to move into got stopped because of COVID. But now I'm back. I'm in my own apartment. Um, So it's nice to have at least one piece of the pandemic puzzle feel a little bit more settled. Good. Good, good, good. And uh, kids back at school, how's that working out? Kids are back at school. This <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> is it is happening. One is I got one in, in nursery school still, so uh for him it's like uh, there hasn't been as much concern about the little nursery schools as there is for everybody else um smaller more controlled environments uh so i think he's gonna be okay uh the older one is in first grade so they they've been on like a mixed in-person and virtual schedule for the Mm -hmm. moment and will in theory go to five days uh in school soon um and knock on wood it all doesn't like fall off the rails before good november good Good. yeah no absolutely (laughs) let's let's hope it works out for
0: everybody right um so, I mean, we have some great content to jump into here. And obviously just to sort of get anybody who is joining. Thank you for if you this is your first time coming across the channel. Um, do like, subscribe, do hit that notification bell so you're alerted to each and every video that we go and we go live with. And, and the whole intent here of Open Source Workplace is to create a community for knowledge sharing educational advice and guidance and uh, we look to bring experts in specific fields and talk about content of the day so what are people talking about what are the issues that, that organizations are having or trying to face and how do we then navigate some of that and that's what we want to bring to you so uh, if please please do subscribe if, if you if you're coming back I, I'm surprised and thank you uh, appreciate everyone coming back and, and revisiting Um so I, I'm just gonna jump right into it Phil um, so the first piece of content we want to pull up is Bloomberg's on uh, JP Morgan productivity falls for staff working at home. And th- there's a couple of points I want to want to ask about related to this. So that, you know, productivity and the article notes, productivity drops for millennials is what it really calls out, but it does note that some from other staff as well. Um, I mean, wh- why do you think it would drop for millennials?
1: I don't know. I've, I've. Well, first and foremost, like, just using the word productivity is a landmine. Like, in <laughs> any, in any case, and you and I know, right? It is. It, there has there never really been agreement. And as soon as a company says, you know, is my productivity going to go up or down? The consultants say, you know, how do you measure, measure productivity? It, uh, Can you uh, prove yeah. it? Right? Like, so uh, knowing that it's sensitive, uh, just to begin with, um, I think what's interesting was. To hear, to hear, Jay. Are going Morgan echo something that we're starting to see in uh, results of other industry surveys that, like you or I or people mm-hmm. listening, and would be familiar with, say, like yeah. Leasman and some of the stuff that IFMA has been doing about, you know, concern for for like the younger, and that doesn't necessarily mean younger, like age wise, but newer to newer to a company employees. Mm-hmm. Um, that working from home, like maybe great when you like have credibility for yourself, you've got your network, you're established and maybe if you're older, more successful, you are fortunate enough to be able to like carve out space for yourself. Um, But when you are again, like quote unquote younger, it is more likely that you may be like sharing accommodations in a city, especially like New York, that you're working from, uh, from a kitchen table and not like a desk. Um, and that you were still trying to find your footing like at, at that company. And even as a professional, like someone, are, are you confident enough to like cold outreach someone who's maybe at a different seniority level or in a different group and, uh, without feeling like you're going to bother that person? Like this is, this is a universal, Part of like growing up in the corporate world, um, especially the the corporate world, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, uh, if you're if you're 24 and you go into like a small startup, the mm-hmm. community, the you know, the the way the communications patterns happen and like what's allowed and how people like treat other is very different than like a bank or an in, you know insurance company, a pharmaceutical company, like a true corporate. Um, it's really hard to do that when you're by yourself, like maybe with three roommates. And, um, so like Leesman is already citing that, you know, there's huge differences in the effectiveness of your home environment, depending on physically where you are sitting. Like you or I are in, like we're in nice chairs and like yep. I quiet room. Uh, if I had three roommates, like, and we're struggling at a kitchen table and I don't really have like a desk, period the end like it's gonna be worse for me no matter what i do Mm -hmm. um and also citing that things like learning and mentoring and onboarding it's just harder because that stuff usually happens uh passively it's like apprentice model Mm -hmm. right you come in and the boss like the boss doesn't expect to get a phone call so they get a phone call they physically see that you're not Totally locked up, and like drag you into a room, and maybe the technology will fix that one day. But right now it doesn't, so it doesn't surprise me to hear them say that. Like you know, the kids yeah. are struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah and, and there's there's a couple of other little points here that you know we, we spoke before we got on that I think are really interesting. Right? We talk about the productivity, but productivity drops Monday and Friday. Um, you know, I think we'd both acknowledge whenever we look at utilization data. Pre-COVID, Monday and Fridays were probably the least utilized days within office space. So we could determine or so we could you know make whatever assumptions we want on that around productivity. But it's very interesting that they're able to call out Monday and Fridays as, as issues or concerns
1: yeah um you're 100 percent right i mean not for holidays alone right and then the weekends if you do averages across the year those two days are always uh always been the lowest um i have known some companies including at least one other big bank that have been like very focused on not just like the friday drop off but the difference between the rest of the week average and the friday average uh you know like it's seen that as a real management focus um and yeah as you said like there has with all the focus on like how many days are we all going to want to come back in this is one of the first articles that i've seen that calls out the monday friday thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and like which on the surface is fine (laughs) um but it's gonna cause it's gonna cause problems in the future right like if if in normal times when most people, most people came into the office, most of the time there was already a difference between like midweek and Friday. But now if the more people have autonomy, like that gap is just going to get bigger, um, which causes two problems. One, that means your office is maybe more empty on, let's just pick on Fridays, uh, than it was before. So what do you do with that? Cause some facilities are like not that smart yet and you may not really be able to control you know uh power down certain parts of the building and uh instead of having like one floor of five well utilized and the other floor you know four sort of shut down for the day you've got five floors very sparsely utilized because people are going to neighborhoods or wherever they're like So you've got the front the problem on the friday and then actually you're creating even like peakier peaks for yourself On Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because everyone like rushes in because those are the days that they want to be there. Um, So I think it implies like a future challenge for the intelligence of the facility itself. Um, But then also challenge like I I, I wouldn't want to take it for granted that people are never in on a Friday, right? Like one... One of my of like WeWork's former clients while I was there and like in the early days of the powered by We business like very famously um, for WeWork anyway stated that the problem they were trying to solve was the Friday problem mm. like we we are really acquisitive like we we've uh, have lots of smaller brands and companies that we've uh, absorbed over time. And like no one shows up on Friday, so we look at that as a missed opportunity for for time that those people could be getting to know one another and like integrating these products. So the question became, how do we socially engineer people to want to come in on a Friday? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's an interesting like offshoot of this problem. Like just because they naturally don't want to, doesn't mean you shouldn't put in the energy to make them want to. Right. Uh, it could be a could be very different day. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, th- this was, of course, was a WeWork answer. So it was, you know, having having an embedded WeWork community team that was working with the human resources team, like on that problem. It was like, okay, for the first couple of weeks of this engagement, we're gonna stack our activation budgets and event budgets, like to Fridays, mm-hmm. and start with like really interesting and splashy like breakfast events, so that people want to come in and maybe they still leave early. But then, like, you slide it back to lunch or midday events or eventually you institutionalize like a Friday happy hour, yeah. um, where like leaders show up and interesting, maybe demos are done. And if, if you, if you make something like that, a ritual, people will come in and you could, you know, give everyone their focus time at home and maybe like the midweek becomes like very group oriented collaboration, right? Like this is when we come together for our standups and, and get work done. Uh, and then you're sort of cheating a social element, but that's a real like culture and morale booster to a different day. So it's like, why take it for granted that they won't be there if you could mm. incentivize them to want to want to be there? So yeah, yeah, uh, uh,
0: yeah. No, and, and from that, so I mean, there's probably there's two things. fun from, from that, one is obviously uh, J.P. Morgan have made the decision. Okay, we're going to ask people, or request people, or encourage people so as should other organizations be looking at this and going okay perhaps we need to be doing something as as prescriptive or that sort of type of strategy or do we allow people to come in whenever they want to come in because you know as humans as employees we're going to choose the path of least resistance or whatever it needs to get done but ultimately eventually you know we're all paid to perform a service and we have to then learn what is the best environment for me to best produce and provide that service to the organization so if And then taking what you just said where you take that prescriptive where you want to encourage people to come in on that Friday, there's got to be lessons there that we can then adopt to other days in the week as we want to bring people into the office and maybe take some of those lessons too.
1: Yeah, I think like uh, the individual wants total autonomy, right? Like I want want to do what I want. Um, And I don't like it when the company – tells me what I must do. But I think people are much more tolerant of uh, decisions that are made at the team level. Yeah. So like, and especially now, where like, it is not really practical or safe to tell everybody to come back in and, and the, the company, you know, writ large, like, and I'm not just talking about JP Morgan people may not like if the company was like, you thou shalt come back into the office because I tell you to, right? Like, but if my if I'm in marketing and like the marketing team is saying, hey gang, like we all know this has been wearing on us a little bit. So like, how do we find, how could we maybe coordinate a day or any, like an event or something specific where we can try to come together and maybe that's at the office if it's safer practical to do it or maybe it's somewhere else. Um, and that I think the employees would be very receptive to that, right? It's like, it's my crew I be mean, like, mm-hmm. we, maybe even we all go in and we, we do it for this one day and we've coordinated with the building. We know where like, is a good spot for us to go and people will be following the rules. And yes, we're asking someone to commute, but like within my, my tribe, mm-hmm. it's not as mm-hmm. bad as the company, but like you must. Right. Right. Um, and I think. Yeah, I think we're going to see more of that, like, and, and uh, the power going to the team and to the project, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the, the organization itself. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I think, as opposed to, like, having the company say, you all should come in, maybe we need to hear more yeah. of, like, trying to encourage specific sub-communities to find ways of safely managing times to get together. Um, which wouldn't feel so harsh, like, right? Right. You know? Yeah,
0: and, and I was, you know, taking what you just said. Some of the things that have gone through my head is how can we gamify? People get into the office. So, for example, if I, if you know, you take that team concept. If one or two members of that team are getting into the office, those who haven't quite, you know, chosen their desk or indicated they're going to go in, get a notification. Ah, you know, Joe or or Samantha's going into the office, and do you want to go meet them for a cup of coffee or something? So that it almost. Within your tribe, it does sort of start to generate some of those uh, that stickiness, yeah. you know, um, to sort of pull in, um, which which actually kind of leads us to, into some of the, the you know the next piece of content that we want to touch on, um, which was a report that JLL put together, and this is kind of summarizes the report, and you know, obviously JLL uh, have what they've discovered is that you know remote work will not be the permanent future, offices will adopt. To many different types of forms, and the hybrid model is what they want to they want to talk about. But the four strategies that they've noted, you know, no one size fits all. The hybrid model, um, elastic workplace, and I love that concept. And I'm going to dig into that a little bit more. And obviously the um, uh, I've just lost my my eyesight here uh, in what <laughs> the last one is. So uh, I'll, I'll get responsible
1: to it. enterprise. There
0: you go. There you go. And, you know, that responsible enterprise. So enterprise focus on employee performance and employers responsibility in the work space, um, you know, and, and I was, when I was reading this, Phil, look at your view on it. But I looked at this and I read it and I went, well, is this really evolutionary or is this how we always looked at it? but maybe we're looking at it in a different way through a different lens for a different time because I would say that, you know, those were still all the mandates that were actually required. The answer may be different, um, but actually we probably should have been looking at this anyway.
1: Uh, I totally agree. Um, And again, out of disclosure, JLL, my former employer. um, So, uh, (laughs) love them, still love them, love this report. Um, I mean, I was just really glad I and other consultant types have been saying like, one size fits one for a long time. Um, but right now, especially with, like so many organizations are have like, seized up and are trying to figure out what to do, that they're looking at what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Right? Morgan makes the news or Fujitsu makes the news, right? Google, what's Google doing? Oh my gosh, what Google's doing. And I just want to say like, it's nice to see someone codify that like, what they're doing is not necessarily going to work for you. So yeah. like, Run your own race a little. Um, model the work that gets done for you, and the tools and, and spaces that are needed to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and recognize that there's so many permutations of policies and mandates and available spaces and et cetera, et cetera. That like, uh, it's like no two snowflakes being exactly alike, right? Like you right. will not be able to mirror somebody else's program, so don't make that your top priority um the hybrid model like core flex and distribution that i think you're right like uh the inside baseball crowd has been talking about that for a long time like this is coming it's just like snap woken up overnight as Mm -hmm. the new thing Mm -hmm. um and that yeah you know jll kushman cb for years have been saying like if you take up a lot of space in this world why on earth in this moment would you try to solve for that all like the old way Mm -hmm. Mm take advantage of the flexibility that is available to you everywhere. Um, uh, So that's not like that new, but um, we're seeing a lot of the word hybrid because you're like, okay, (laughs) whatever you're going to do next is not the old, like we all come back in and it is not what we're doing now with everybody staying home. It is something in this enormous gray in the middle. Gray comes, uh, you know, comes uncertainty. I like also that they, the report says like the total air, thinking that like your total portfolio size, maybe you have a million square foot portfolio now. It may be a million square foot portfolio tomorrow, but it's gonna be chopped up in lots of different pieces and scattered all over the place, including sort of people's homes is like part of your, your virtual portfolio. Um, so that was an interesting concept. And then, yeah, I also like the elastic. That uh, to my knowledge and to their credit, I think it was Accenture that coined the like elastic digital workplace as a concept first uh earlier this year. Yeah, right, maybe in like March, uh the beginning of all this. Um so that's a nod I think to their program and I I just love it. It's a better yeah. better word than than just like agility. Right, right, right. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, no, and I was talking with Karen Gill the other day uh, on, on the live stream, and she called it scatter and gather, right? So that, the elastic, so in other words, how do you allow people to come together, be it in a, in an office, if you think about how a workplace is designed, or be it people at home or in the office, and how do you scatter and gather so that that community still sticks together? And I think the elasticity
1: attached to that, I think, is a beautiful concept. Yeah. and elasticity, elasticity I, I use the word, like, magnetic a lot yeah. to describe, like, the, the ideal future workplace, meaning, like, as much as I want to scatter, there's something that makes me want right. to be there that hopefully right. isn't my boss telling me, right. like, you got to sit here. It's something else. So elasticity has that, too. Like, the energy of I go apart, you are you are brought back together again, uh, well, like the recoil. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that ties in nicely to what you were saying
0: before, right? You know, you think about you're trying to solve that problem for the Friday issue. I mean, that's that's five days a week now issue. So how do you create that magnetism? How do you create that draw where people actually want to go in and be together. And then when you are scattered and you are apart, you still feel part of that community. And, and the other thing I, I sort of love is hybrid means different things to different people and we have to be really you know what does that hybrid solution mean because I know whatever I sort of think about it, it is if I look at you know whatever office building I'm looking at within the portfolio I go okay hybrid in this location means one thing but in this location means another and we have to be very careful and, and it's, that's why it isn't a one-size-fits-all it is the hybrid needs to solve the problem for the individual location and the organization as a whole. I think that's really yeah. important to remember so, as well. And and just
1: interesting to see, like, if you've got 10 offices and 10 places with different, you know, 10 shades of gray mm-hmm. of hybrids, how much does the, like, how much do you care about that variation or care to be micromanaging or monitoring that variation on a theme, right? Like, could You'd say, you know, the old adage, right? Like, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. But, like, do you really have to manage it? Why can't you allow, you know, local culture and needs to uh, to win out? You know, yeah, if, if that's yeah. what's appropriate for that. No, group. and we have to we have to let
0: the, the, that local culture win out because you ain't going to beat it, right? You have to acknowledge it, and then obviously then to go and design and sort of respect that. How is that hybrid model going to be used? And and you know what I'm seeing is I'm really surprised at some of the surprised of some of the ways people are working across the world and the some locations are just flabbergasted by actually what I thought would happen the complete opposite or what I anticipated as being sort of the response just so different and uh, it's it is really important to acknowledge Um, and I just want to flick on to the last because this is exactly what we are talking about with the Unispace article and they've come up with a model called propeller the new hybrid office model driving successful businesses and you know for some you know whenever people are looking at the portfolio, yes, portfolio. Yes. Some of this is looking for a, you know, a purpose to reduce the real estate footprint and others is okay. So how do we create that destination that actually draws people in? And you know, if there's, there's links below, if you want to go and look at the full article, but you know, Phil, the real question I want to come to, you know, is like whenever we look at, if there is a motivation to reduce footprint and what actually do you think is the best strategy when you're managing a workplace, What is the, you think is the best strategy to accomplish that in a sense of be it a seating strategy, be it how you use the office in your experience, how would you direct people? If the objective
1: was really like reduction. Yeah. Point, point one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, now it's so, it, it, it's so interesting. And like the propeller model, the propeller model like very explicitly puts experience at the center. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of codifying uh, what a lot of us have been saying about the role of the future office, which is like the, the thing called the office is going to be very centered on uh, group-oriented activities. So by its very nature, like should or could be a... I've just lost your audio.
0: and I'm sure the words of wisdom you were given them were just so per- <laughs> Um Let me just check. Can you hear
1: those. me now? I can yeah, hear you yeah, now, yeah, oh, yeah there yeah, you go. Yeah, it's like my, my, sorry, my cell phone like, also picks up my headphones so I have to wait for the call. To whoever's <laughs> calling me, to stop. <laughs> um, uh, technology, right? So, uh, I was saying, uh, so yeah, they put experience at the center and if it's a yeah. group oriented space and you're not having to sell for hundreds of workstations, right. like where someone would sit for eight hours in a day and do their own work, in theory, smaller should not be a problem like at all mm-hmm. uh, so that that's almost like an easy solve. Um, but uh, yeah I don't know I, I I'm seeing some client like you also shouldn't be afraid to to cut bait and just be like you could now is this moment like people aren't in your office to to say we're gonna get out of a commitment um, and then solve for the future state as opposed to trying to retrofit what you have uh to meet some kind of future demand you haven't worked out yet um yeah but no. i don't i don't think their model is like so focused on the reduction right it's really this can we put no, it it's, it's in the
0: 100 100 and it was more of just a fly question in a sense of because you know one of the biggest challenges as you know at the moment is you know organizations are trying to plan for an end state that we don't know what that end state looks like so how do you, you know, is there ways? Because some some people, uh, some real estate folks, maybe ask, okay, you need to reduce the footprint by however much you can. Some maybe just say, okay, we just want to alter a little bit through incremental times, and it's sort of like, so how do you, how do we do that? And it's really just trying to glean some some knowledge from you and in, in how best to tackle some of those things.
1: You know. And yeah. I thank. Of, go ahead, very good. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say like. It, lots of people are sitting on their hands now. I think they'll have leases coming up in a year or two, which will be the make or break moment of like some people are gonna take radical steps uh, and others will you know rush to not be first yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, But because of the nature of the beast, like it's the it, it, I think we'll see you know the first class of people that do something different in a year or two and then mm-hmm. it's gonna be maybe even a couple of years to see the second wave. Of uh, people trying to respond, and I don't know if they will have the energy at that point to to take advantage of of the shift.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, and I think it's it, the other side of it as well is uh, as we bring people back to the office, is there an opportunity there to sort of shifting the mindset so actually the employees here coming back see the office being different as to what they remember. So therefore, you start to encourage and see behaviors as we bring folks back to the office. So for example, if you had, you know, a fully assigned office, do you know, start teasing the fact that, you know, we bring people back, they may be spread out because only a small percentage is coming in. But actually, if they have the ability to select an, a seat within the office that actually is close to other people who are coming in, does that create a better feeling and emotion? And subconsciously, you're changing the behavior and perceptions of what the actual office is for um, as, as a strategy.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And like, sort of final thought, like the Having talked to Unispace before and like so many other design firms about yeah. like what's what's next, uh, and of course I relate I relate the experience to, to WeWork only because uh, especially in the case like Unispace, which is design builds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the whole propeller like the propeller model when you dig into it gets into like here are the spaces that we think match really well with like the innovation component or the problem solving component. And they're like, absolutely right. Uh, And propose some really interesting typologies, especially to a lot of like US companies. They're like, oh, desk office meeting room. Like, no, no, there's lots of other uh, kinds of spaces that have been developed and and perfected now that could encourage these different behaviors or at least support them. Mm -hmm. Um, But it still stops at the the build, right? Like, and I, I, I think like, creating a huddle space does not necessarily automatically generate innovation, right? You need to spark some kind of activity, and that either has to come from managers and leaders or some like third party force that is encouraging certain behaviors or engaging people into the places where they are supposed to have those collisions and like have the magic happen. Um, so it it it's still like you can't just build it and assume that people will come you have to turn yeah. it on yeah. and uh that is a it's like a missing component in all these kinds of strategies it's just like who's saying the neck the, the thing about how you run the workspace that you are you have just built it isn't just about how you built it there's so much more that goes on to affect how it's experienced if that's really what you put at the center
0: right Right, and, and that's why I think it's so important that what you mentioned before was trying to find fix that Friday problem, because that is the everyday problem. How do you activate the space? How do you become a magnet and create a magnet so people do want to come together? You to um, and you know, it, it's, uh, it's it's not really talked about right now because a lot of these firms are all about managing real estate, and, and, and I totally understand that in design and designing real estate. So I totally understand it, and from my own perspective, it is I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, how do we activate space? How do we become that magnet? Um, and I love that concept. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so Phil, look, we're, the, the, the time is up. It just flies by. <laughs> flies. Just flies. Just of, flies you know, when we get together. Workplace with my coffee all morning. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. There you go. So look, look. thank you. I appreciate it. Look, we'll put links in below for you. want to check out any of the content, there's links below to, to reach out, connect with Phil. Um, so if you do want to reach out to him, please, please do. Uh, also, in below is a link to a Discord channel. Um, Over in Discord, there is a group that's growing all around WordPress. So if you want to get involved in the conversation, do go click, do go join. Uh, Some of the people who have joined the last 24 hours, we've only released this a couple of days ago. So uh, it's it's kind of interesting to see some of the caliber of people who are in there sharing ideas and providing insights and sort of uh, helping each other all learn. So it is fascinating. So please do go and uh, do hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Uh, There won't be a, a show tomorrow. But on Monday, we're back. Uh, Christina Herrera is going to be joining us. And on Tuesday, we've got Luke Camperman, so really big on change management, activity-based working. And uh, so it should be a nice nice way to kick off the week. So have a great weekend, folks. Phil, thank you. Great as always to see you. And uh, I look forward to catching up soon. Cheers. Cheers. Take care, Matt.